the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you. We're together each and every day from 3 to 5, well, each and every weekday. And we're on various times in the weekends. You can find us out. You can also find us on our podcast. Just look for the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show, all of that good stuff. You know, there are studies out today that have shocking numbers about how the world actually is feeling about marriage. Almost 90% of the world's population, according to one study, says that the the world now that in almost every country, almost 90% of the world live in countries where there are failing, falling marriage rates. In the United States, marriage has declined by 60% since the 1970s, and the median age for first marriages has increased in both men and women. An attitude about marriage has completely changed, and there's a lot of reasons that are postulated about this, but I think that it is uh, in in great respect, part of the loss of understanding of what marriage is and how to maintain a marriage. With me to talk about this is Dr. Greg Smalley. He is my guest. He now serves as the Vice President of Marriage and Family Formation at Focus on the Family. He's the author of 17 books, including uh, Fight Your Way to a Better Marriage, The DNA of Parent and Teen Relationships, and The Wholehearted Marriage. He and his wife, Erin, co-created Ready to Wed, a complete premarital curriculum for engaged couples on the online Focus on the Family assessment. Focus on Marriage Assessment is what it's called. He and his wife, Erin, will be presenting at the Resist the Drift Marriage Conference coming up Friday and Saturday, November 3rd and 4th at Calvary Chapel, East Anaheim, right here in Orange County. Greg Smalley, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. That's great to have you. You know, we talk about this decline of marriage and that number, and it's global. Why do you think that is? What's your, what would you say about that? Why? Yeah, Hebrews 13:4 says marriage should be honored by all. I think to put it as simple as I can, I think people don't value, don't honor marriage. You see a lot of couples now, a lot of individuals who want to travel the world and get settled and established in their career and kind of see marriage as an afterthought of one once I get settled and I've done all these really cool things. I think that for a lot of couples, they go, marriage is nothing more than a piece of paper. I love her. I'm committed to her. Why do I need a piece of paper? Mm. And so I think a lot opt to live together over marriage because why formalize it when we're, we're, we're doing everything you married people are doing. We just not, we just don't have a piece of paper. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of couples, I think fear plays into it. I think because so many of our of our young people heading towards the the you know the marrying years, you know, grew up in divorced homes. They they haven't seen a lot of success, and they're afraid to 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 jump in and 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 really give themselves to 
you know, another person at that deep, deep, deepest level that marriage requires. So I think there are a lot of things that, 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 that are happening that kind of, we see that declining marriage rate, as you talked about. That fear, I think, is very prevalent. In counseling couples over the years, I saw that fear grow, yeah. where, where some couples are just terrified, terrified of having kids, terrified of getting married because of a history of divorce, typically, and the hurt that they've seen. And uh, I think that you're right about that fear. Well, one of the things that uh, we want to do is rebuild that. Uh, tell us about uh, you and Aaron. How did you meet, and how did you end up being speakers at conferences to help people with their marriages. Yeah, we actually met at Grand Canyon University. In Arizona. Yep. And as sophomores, um, I had never met, seen her. We ended up in the back of an Old Testament theology class. Very early in the morning, I had drifted off to sleep. I'd been up late the night before. And the next thing I know, this girl, some strange girl behind me, like shakes me awake and I pop awake and, and look at her like, do you need something? And she tells me that I'm supposed to stand up because the professor called on me to pray. And, and sure enough, I stood up and I started to pray only to hear the laughter and quickly realize that uh, this girl had, had punked me, had played a terrible joke on me. And, and yet, through my humiliation, I remember thinking that that so impressed me that that she was brave enough yes. to be that cruel to another human that <laughs> that that I remember going, oh, that's a girl I want to get to know. And we became very good friends. And it was after we both graduated from from Grand Canyon University that, that we actually started dating and, and got married. But that was sort of our that was our Hallmark movie, what we call The Bump. That's how we, we first literally met each other was through a very mean, practical joke. That's a great story. And here's a question for you. If if it was reversed, if you had done that to her, <laughs> do you think it would have gone so well or would that have been the end of it? I think it would have it would have that that memory, that trauma would never would have left her brain. And I think she always would have just had that, like, I hate that guy and here's why. <laughs> right. so it wasn't so true for me. I think that's an important thing for us to hear in a world where we are trying to pretend there aren't differences between men and women in all sorts of ways. There are. That is uh, the reason I asked that question is I thought the same thing. I thought, you know, if Christy had done that to me, my wife, that would have been awesome. But if I did that to her, there would be no friendship. It would not it would not work, and uh, that's the way it is, isn't it? That is true for practical jokes in general. Like I know not to to do that to my wife, Erin, of thirty one years now, but she I, she I'm still fair game, and I actually yeah. like that. Like yeah. she she woke me up and told me she heard a noise the other night, like th- thinking someone was breaking in or just something. Yeah. You know, and so my job, you know, I'm the, the protector. So I go out and wander around our house looking to make sure everything's safe and sound. Waiting safe. for someone to kill you. Yeah. yeah. And so she, meanwhile, gets on the stuff's pillows into our side, her side of the bed. So it looks like she's there, gets on my side of the ground next to the bed and waits for me. So sure enough, you know, I'm all hyper vigilant. I'm all worked up. You know, thinking I may be killed in any moment. So I try to get back into bed to try to get back to sleep. And she screams as loud as she can. It scared the, just scared me almost to death. And yet 
I always tell people after I went and changed my shorts and <laughs> came back to bed, I've never felt more loved in all my life. So I, I like it when she's being playful like that. That's, that is not her love language at all. Right, right. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Dr. Greg Smalley, and he and his wife, Erin, will be uh, hosting the Resist the Drift conference that will be November 3rd and 4th at Calvary Chapel, East Anaheim. You can learn more at kkla.com. Just go on the kkla.com and click the link to register for that. You know, I think stories like that, you know, not every couple has the same things, obviously, that attract each other, you know, uh, attract each other to each other. Um but, you know, over time, sometimes in our marriages, we forget uh, those things that brought us close together, those things that are personality, because we get tired. You know, right. uh, when you started to tell that story about your wife waking or the in being in school and your wife saying, wake up, it's time to pray. That's how I wake up every morning. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what my <laughs> wife get up. Time to get up. <laughs> We're just exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But that also puts a strain on our marriage. We begin to uh, forget. You know, I like to tell people, you know, you, you get married and then you have kids and you do life and your kids graduate and leave the house and you look across the table and you go, who are you? Why are you in my house? Yeah, and you don't want to get to that point. Totally. And people start feeling like married roommates. We hear that all the time. You know, I, I love him. I love her. I'm committed. But I just feel so disconnected. I just feel like we're nothing more than... Married roommates kind of live in life, doing life in parallel. We mm-hmm. make great parents, but lousy lovers. That that sort of thought. And, and it's so easy for us to begin to drift apart. You know, we like you were saying, I mean, we, we just there's a lot on our plates and we're working and raising kids and, you know, hobbies and just everything. Household responsibilities that it's just easy to lose sight of each other and then we drift in, in the problem is I, I always tell people the real threat to this drift that happens naturally is loneliness. Yeah. That's, that's what really can happen is that all of a sudden we become lonely in marriage and no one got married thinking, ah, oh, can't wait to feel not only like we're married roommates, but to feel lonely. Right. That's a really difficult emotion to, to experience when you've got rings on, when you're married and committed that's the myth is that, well, once we get married, we'll never be lonely. Right. That's not true. Not true at all. We're not lonely because we work at it and we keep growing and spending time. And yet it's so easy just to drift. Yeah. Uh, Greg, you know, we hear the story of how you guys met and uh, the playfulness that you have. But has your marriage always been uh, that kind of, uh, you know, great story, great Instagram moments that you might post out there for everyone to say, look at us, we're great. Uh, You know, tell us about your marriage a little bit and how you ended up having a passion for this subject and being able to speak at these conferences. Yeah, for it was about I would say five years into our marriage, I thought we were one more arguments away from Aaron leaving. Hmm. I, we were not only disconnected, but we were so stuck in, in super unhealthy conflict patterns that, that our, our hearts were not just closed to each other. They were hardened. I mean, honestly, Scott, there were a, 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 an older couple from our church. She called our, our little apartment five years into our marriage looking for Aaron. And I answered it. Remember the old days? We had the phone right there on the wall with the yeah. <laughs> a cord. five foot white cord. You know, you could walk around the whole apartment. So she calls and says, hey, Greg. And her name is Carrie. Hey, Carrie. She goes, is Aaron there? And I said, no, she left. 
Well, her response was, oh, Greg, I am so sorry. I was so worried that this was going to happen. And I'm thinking, like, she left to go to the store. Right. Like, what are you talking about? And, and honestly, after this mm. long kind of awkward pause, she goes, okay, I'm completely humiliated. However, she goes, if I'm being honest, my husband, Gary, and I, we, we watch you guys. We know you're you're not doing well. We know you're hurting. She goes, why don't you guys come over tonight? And let, let's just eat. Let, let's just talk. And Scott, that was the first time in five years that we were able to be honest, saying we're not making it. I don't know if we are going to make it. In in that couple started walking with us, started saying, nope, you're going to get help. We're going to spend time with you. We're going to get you in to see a counselor. And, and they were like, listen, we have hope in you guys. And I, and I know that our marriage survived off of their hope mm. for a season. And, and so we all go, there's no Hallmark movie marriage out there. Yeah, we, we all go through hard times. I mean, at first Corinthians seven twenty eight says for those who marry, you will, it doesn't say you might perhaps you will face hard times. And, and I'm the first one to say one of my pet peeves in Christian marriages is that we hear about some new couple going to get married and we instantly start to go, Oh boy. Well, you know, marriage is going to be really tough. And we try to prepare them and we scare them and and we take this beautiful thing that God created called marriage. That's this amazing adventure, this journey filled with the highs and the lows in, in, and we turn it into this, this teaching moment just simply about the lows. Hmm. And, and all I'm saying is it's adventure. It has it all. It has the good, yeah. the bad, and the ugly. And so let's, man, it, marriage is fun. Aaron and I have a blast together. And we have really hard moments. And we've had dark seasons. But let's just keep walking forward and growing as individuals and as a couple. And that's why we need... To, to spend time with other couples and talk about how do we resist the drift that goes on. Like, we need that kind of stuff, all of us. This is the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Dr. Greg Smalley. He and his wife, Erin, will be leading us through the Resist the Drift Marriage Conference. It's from Focus on the Family and Salem. It's Friday and Saturday, November 3rd and 4th at Calvary Chapel East Anaheim. You can register right now at kkla.com, kkla.com, right on the front page. You know, I think that maybe couples listening to this, you know, and, and I, when you told that story and the person on the phone, your friend on the phone assumed the worst, right. you know, we're often, I think, afraid to tell people what might be, what we might be struggling with individually or for sure as a marriage, right? But right. not in every case, but I think in a lot of cases, our friends know, right? People know around us. Our kids know. Our kids know. Oh, for sure. They, they, they see it because it's it's really hard to hide when hearts are closed to each other. You just feel the coldness. You feel the distance. You you feel the hurt and the pain because they want something so much better and different than maybe what they've got. And, and, and that's why for, for Aaron and I, that was such a relief to, to be able to to talk to someone going, okay, honestly, here's what's going on. I tell you, because it's Satan who wants us to believe that we're the only ones going through this. Right. You know, that's why I, 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 I love that, 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 that song about, you know, the, the, the truth that, 
that that you know the lie is that that we're the only ones going through this and and the truth is we we all have hard times and and it's okay satan wants us isolated he wants us feeling alone he wants us to be so shut down that there's that we're just going to inevitably drift so far apart that we'll probably call things off yeah versus why can't we come together and be honest going hey you know just before i got on the show i'm with you i'm texting my wife going i what are you doing for lunch like like i feel really disconnected right now Mm. we're we're not in a hard season but i'm telling you we've had five days of constant people at our house yeah and and i'm just i'm recognizing i just feel disconnected from my wife because we've had five days of not really talking to each other And, and we climb in bed exhausted and and so I just said, hey, can we have lunch? And she texts back, oh, no, I, she's a marriage therapist. So she's like, I can't, but how about dinner tonight? And and so we'll reconnect. So I just, I want to be honest going, you might be in a hard disconnected season, or you may be showing up for the event going, I don't think we've had a meaningful conversation in five days. Should we even be here? Are think, we qualified to even be here? I think that's one of the big reasons why any married couple should go to this event. Because, you know, what you just said, that you have to call and and schedule dinner or schedule lunch, you know, with your wife, that doesn't sound romantic. No. Right? It doesn't sound like I should have to do that. You know, that's not what we we go into marriage and, you know, everything's la-la and there's flowers and all the stuff. But you have to get disciplined. You have to be able to identify, hey, we need to do this. And that's what Resist the Drift will help you do. It it really does. Resist the Drift is, is identifying what are some reasons why that we tend to drift? Mm. And so we wrote a book called Reconnected. And in how we came about doing that is that we surveyed couples, thousands of couples to ask them in those moments you felt disconnected, like married roommates, what was going on? And we realized that for some, they just, they're in a really busy season. For others, they're exhausted and have nothing to give. For some, they're in such conflict that it doesn't feel safe to connect. I mean, the, there's there's reasons why we tend to drift apart. They're a little bit different. And so Aaron and I then, like I always tell people, I, I have a couple master's degrees and a doctorate, but please, for the love of Pete, give me two things to do for a marriage, not 10. Like I can't take 10 new things that I'm supposed to do for my marriage. Like just make this really simple. And so that's what we try to do. We're going to... We use the verse the, the in in the Song of Solomon about guard the little foxes, mm-hmm. you know, that ruin your vineyard of love. And we're just going to give you a, a different little fox of busyness, busyness, exhaustion, leading separate lives. And then we're going to give you two ways that you can reconnect if if that's the reason why you feel like you've drifted, just to make this simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. It'll be very simple. And, you know, what I want people to understand is this is going to be also fun, right? Yes. That it's not, you know, some dregs marriage thing with a counselor up there and you're lying on a couch and, you know, <laughs> it's not even it's not even pastoral counseling where you come to my office and I ask you the hard question. You know, these things. And Christy and I, you know, we went to one. Uh, not this exact one, but a marriage conference similar, a Christian one. And the reason we went actually was not for us. We went because I'm the pastor of the church, and I keep telling people you need to go to these things. And we thought, well, we better go. And, you know, and, you know, we didn't expect to get anything out of it personally. 
but we got a lot. And there were some tears, but there was a lot of fun. And it was a great weekend, and it strengthened us. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening, the Resist the Drift uh, conference that's coming up on November 3rd and 4th. It'll be at Calvary Chapel, East Anaheim in Orange County. This is for every couple, regardless of where you are. If you think everything is 10 out of 10, this is still for you. And if you're at a negative 1 out of 10, this conference is for you. Am I right? It really is. Because we, we always tell people... We always tell people that God created marriage. He 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 created this oneness. That's your superpower. That's what Satan mm. attacks is your unity, your oneness. He fears your marriage because he knows what you guys are capable of when you're connected in in that synergy, what Aaron and I can do together far greater than what we can do on our own. But to to be for our marriage to be used by God we have to be connected. That's one of the things that we realize in our own marriage is those seasons where we're totally disconnected. We we weren't interested in doing anything mm. fast in other couples or to have our marriage used in any other way. And so really, I would tell people our goal, our end in mind for this event is to see God use your connected marriage in mighty ways. But the only way you're ever going to get there is to find little ways to battle these little foxes of busyness and whatever's caused the drift. And, and that's why in a fun way, cause we, we tell lots of stories about our own marriage to where they're funny. I mean, we just have a lot of funny stories and we thank the Lord for that. Yeah. <laughs> you feel normal. You will see my mistakes and go, well, at least I've never done what that guy's done. So right. we're going to laugh together, but we're going to give you some simple practical ways to really reconnect is a couple so that God can turn around and use your marriage in mighty ways. He can. Gary, or Greg, Gary, we just talked about that. That's your dad. But uh, <laughs> Greg, uh, thank you for being with us today. Uh, and uh, the Resist the Drift conference is coming up Friday and Saturday, November 3rd and 4th at Calvary Chapel East Anaheim. Calvary Chapel East Anaheim, you can register now by going to kkla.com and click on the Resist the Drift banner. It's right there on the front page. You need to, to register now in order to uh, make sure you get a seat. And I encourage every married couple to go to this. And uh, you you got to start somewhere, and uh, maybe you don't even know you need to start. This is a great way to reinvigorate your marriage wherever it stands. Greg, thank you for being with me today on the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Scott. Great to have you. Dr. Greg Smalley from Focus on the Family. He and his wife, Erin, will be presenting at the Resist the Drift Marriage Conference once again, Friday and Saturday, November 3rd and 4th at Calvary Chapel, East Anaheim. Register now at kkla.com. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you today, as it always is, every every day from 3 to 5. We talk about the issues of the day and look at them from a Christian perspective. You know, the economy is a big deal, and it's going to be a big deal, I think, for a while. If you're looking at gas prices, 6 bucks a gallon. Whatever it is you might be paying inflation, it's going up at a high rate. It affects all of us, as we talk about. And, you know, something that's important, the Bible tells us that we should be good stewards of our money, because really it's God's money. And I thought I would talk about this today. I know that there's a lot of people who 
have a lot of concerns about the economy, fears, maybe worries that we, we don't really need to have, but we still need to be wise. And so I brought some uh, some wise gentlemen in here. I was going to say wise guys, but uh, <laughs> some wise gentlemen. Who, nationality. Yeah, who uh, you might be familiar with if you've been a listener to uh, KKLA for a long time. These They once were known as the money guys, but they are here from Applied Financial Planning. And with me is Bill O'Connor and Sean Walker and Marcelo Bernardo. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Great to have you here. So you do have, you have long history with uh, KKLA in Los Angeles, and uh, you also are a sponsor of the Gina Pastore show that's on Saturday nights at 7.30 up here on KKLA. And uh, you have been a partner with us at other events, including the Faith and Family Night. So we thank you for that and glad to be connected with you. Yeah, it's been a privilege to do so. Yeah. You know, I was just saying, you know, as believers, we want to be good stewards of uh, the resources that God provides us. You know, what is some of your your best advice with that is, you know, when you think about that and we're looking at an economy that people are very uncertain about, uh, inflation that we haven't seen for decades and gas prices that we've never seen, and it affects every person uh, differently, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Well, we can start with the basics that never change, and that's what we call the 10-10-80 principles. Yeah. The first 10%, that was your tithes and offering. The next 10%, you save for yourself, for retirement, for the future, for emergencies, and you force yourself to live on the 80. And if that means you have a smaller home or a smaller apartment, an older car, that's what you do mm-hmm. to stick with it. As, as the incomes grow, uh, you try to keep the 80% stagnant and increase the 10% to where you have more to save and more to give. Uh, and, and then what you do with the investments is where you come in with uh, understanding that as a steward, uh, we have to answer uh, to the Lord for what we've done. And the worst thing we can do, the, 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 only, the only steward that was chastised was the one that just stuck it in the ground and did nothing with it. Yeah. So we're charged to do something, and that's where you need to get uh, good biblical advice from advisors that understand what stewardship is and how to help you accomplish that. I appreciate that because I think it's something that everybody can do, right? I mean, they're, everybody listening, wherever they're at uh, financially, can begin to head in this direction if they're not there already. And with some hope about uh, about increasing that 10% uh, on the giving, you know, as uh, finances improve, and, and they do for everybody. Uh, well, well, they don't for everybody, but they, they can, I think, for everybody. I think that that's something that's true. Well, God knew we were going to have a tough time with money. Yeah. That's why there's over 2,000 verses in the Bible that relate to money. Yeah. Um, so, so God wants us to have peace. So if we start with God owns it all, he gives it to us, he can take it away, um, but we have to do what's right. And uh, that's what being a wise steward is all about. Yeah. When we look at our world today, gentlemen, you know, I think people have a lot of uh, fears and worries. Should we be worried? Should we be afraid? How do we how do we respond to that that emotion when it comes up? Well, there are two words that I want to want to key in on that. You know, fear and worry are, are often just unproductive words. They're unproductive actions. Uh, unless you're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger back in caveman <laughs> days, fear served you well. However, right now we're compelled um, 
not to be fearful, not to worry. That's kind of a lack of faith or a shortcoming in faith that we all have to contend with. Um, and that kind of translates to money as well. And we we feed that beast within us depending on who you listen to, where you go for your advice, where you go for what social media you plug into. And there is no shortage of conspiracy theory out there that will feed into that mm. fear. And instead, what we find ourselves doing on a very regular basis is just looking at the data. That's kind of our job. We have to take our – we have to remove a good financial advisor, whether it's us or whoever you may be working with. A good financial advisor will remove themselves from that emotional part of the equation and take a look at the data. Um, we're compelled to, you know, regardless of who's in office, regardless of what political affiliation you are, we always have to look at the data. And that's kind of how we divorce ourselves from from that fear and worry. And when you're not fearful and you're not worrying and instead you're putting on your analytical hat, then you'll be in the best position to respond. Hmm. And that's what you just said. Um, it's it, when have you ever reacted well versus when have you ever responded to something well? I mean, there are two hmm. very different postures. They they are. You know, the Bible tells us there's wisdom in, mul- in a multiple of counselors. I mean, lots hmm. of people speak into our life and different things. I think people are are maybe naturally hesitant to get into their finances. Absolutely. Right? To let somebody else into that. And wherever they're at, that's I think that's true, rich or poor, right? Wherever you are in the spectrum, this is private. How do we allow people, whether it's a financial advisor or even sometimes, I mean, it's marriages, you know, whoever is keeping track of the money doesn't let the other person understand what's really happening. You know, how do we find the wisdom to deal with the data over the emotion? The biggest issue is for the individual to come to the realization that they can't do it by themselves. It's it's become too complex. We've had engineers with uh, Excel spreadsheets that that have so many columns you can't get it on a page. Uh, You know, get a 14-inch paper, you know, turn it on the side. It it still won't fit. The font size is incredibly (laughs) small. Six points is like, no. Uh, it gets too complex for an individual, and and the problem is, uh, you know, the three T's, okay, time, training, and temperament. Most people don't have the time. They're busy. They're working, you know, at least the forty hours, and then they've got you know weekend chores to do. They've got family. They got hopefully some vacation time. They don't have the time, and and they haven't had the training. They haven't had, you know, if you're an engineer, you can put a man on the moon. But that doesn't mean you understand alphas and betas and, and things along that nature. And the worst one is temperament. We have some brilliant clients, engineers. In fact, uh, the last solid propellant rocket scientist before he checked into heaven was, was our client. And he made the comment many times that, um, this, that you know, this may not be science and I'm a rocket scientist and I don't get it. It's not what he was trained yeah, in. Right. Okay. So if you had the time, if you had the training, do you have the temperament? What's temperament got to do with it? Well, if you make your own decisions, who has to support the decision? You do. Maybe it was a good decision when you made it. Maybe that investment was primed to go up, so you bought it. But then it didn't. Yeah. So now you have to defend your decision rather than looking at the data mm-hmm. and going, you know, it's not working. It's mm. time to you know cut and, and reposition. As advisors, 
our train is to be absolutely cold-blooded. Which you hate to say cold-blooded, but when it comes to investments... Especially on a Christian radio. Interview, well, right, right. Uh, yeah, but, but we're cold-blooded about money. We're not cold-blooded about, about individuals. Yeah. But you have to be cold-blooded and you have to look at the, what's the reality. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, Scott, you pointed out uh, inflation, taxes, political discord. These are all things that you have to look at in light of what you're going to do with the investments. Mm-hmm. As Sean points out... Going through a deep dive in, in the analytics will give us that, that unbiased approach on what do we believe is going to be working now for the next 6, 12, 18, 24 months. You know, uh, who is it? The great Wayne Gretzky said, you know, I skate to where the puck is going to be, not to where the puck yeah, is. Right. That's kind of how we have to set up our, our portfolios. Uh, and that's where, as Sean points out, uh, you look at the data and I'll let Sean take off on that one. Well, the thing is, is that when it, it, the problem is when people think about an advisory relationship, oftentimes they kind of say, oh, that's my stockbroker. That's a person who buys and sells stocks for me, creates these portfolios. But they don't recognize that in what we do for families and what we do for our clients, it's much more multifaceted than that. Mm-hmm. Um, we deal with planning. We deal with the what ifs in life. We deal with the what ifs. What happens if you need uh, to be checked into a nursing home for a little bit? What if you need – how does that impact my retirement funds? Um, what happens if I want to take my – Let's not concentrate on the bad stuff like going into a nursing home. Let's say, what if, what if I you know, want to celebrate my, my years of life with a uh, big trip, take the entire family to Hawaii or, or Mexico or some fabulous vacation? What does that look like? How much should I spend on that? How much can I spend on that? Um, and then there's the tax implications. So what we try to do as advisors is create this kind of defense in depth. I'm hearkening back to a military analogy because, well, that's what I do. Uh-huh. Uh, you create a defense in depth around the client, whether that's taxation, whether it's investments, it's risk, it's, uh, it's planning. It's all these many things that constitute your financial life. And really what we're trying to give clients is a lifestyle. And that lifestyle is one of giving, one of caring, one of extending gifts to family members and organizations that they love. My guests are gentlemen here, Bill and Sean and Marcello from Applied Financial Planning. You can visit their website at appliedfinancialplanning.com and the phone number is 800-452-5264. If you listen to our show regularly, you know that I care a lot about debt and Christians getting out of debt for a whole lot of reasons. And I also care about Christians who are able to give and able to structure themselves financially in such a way that they can give to the church. And uh, we're going to take a break here in a minute, but I want you to hear a little bit more about why that is something important and how you can do that, and a little bit more about what it means to be a Christian in this in this business, right? And, uh, you know, money, as a pastor, I, for a long time, I didn't like to talk about money because there's so much... Uh, you know, there's scandal in the church and there's a lot of mistrust out there about how churches are dealing with their finances. But we finally got to a place where we published our finances. Anybody come off the street, they want to see what our finances are. Boom, there it was. I still struggled with it until somebody did point out to me that Jesus talked about it all the time. And why don't you, Pastor? And uh, that was convicting for me. And I think for a lot of us, we put our head in the sand. And I want to I help us deal with this because I think it matters for the kingdom of God. Can you guys stay for another segment? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. 
or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show going to be with you today. With me are Bill and Sean and Marcello from Applied Financial Planning, and we are talking about uh, the economy, and we're talking about you know how we should handle our money as believers. And Applied Financial Planning, this is a, it's a Christian business, as as far as what we can say about a, a business being Christian. Well, we can say it is a business about financial advice that is operated by Christians. Yeah. And Bill, how did uh, Applied Financial Planning come into existence? Great story. Uh, I won't go all the way back to the beginning because that goes back to when I was in the military. Uh, But first part of my career, uh, I was in banking. Mm -hmm. I am a recovering banker. I'm almost fully recovered now. 1986, I left the bank. I always knew I was going to start this company, and that was the year that it became obvious it was time. And we started with the concept of, of trying to bring together uh, tax savings and tax planning because it doesn't matter how much you make, it matters how much you keep. And if we could find ways to save on taxes, we found ways to make investments. So we, we tied that, that tax along with uh, the investment uh, issues and decided that we are going to go into business and our mission is going to help all of our clients become financially independent. That. That was the overriding uh, you know, thesis. And round about uh, 2000, we said, you know, we're doing a pretty good job of this, but this isn't enough. So now what happens? So around 2000, we said, well, let's expand that to include once you become financially independent, how do you lead a life of financial significance? And what does that mean? Well, it means different things to different people. And part of, of our mission, as we sit down with families, is to help them determine what's going to make them feel financially significant and then help them reach that goal. Uh, and then you end up with live on money and pass on money. Mm-hmm. And what do we do with the pass on money? What do we do with the live on money? Uh, so that, that just created the basis of how we approach looking at, at our, our clients are extended family members. And you can look at that through a lens of Christian stewardship and biblical stewardship, and I think that is a great thing. We let everybody know that we have a biblical worldview. They don't have to agree with us, but they have to know where we're coming from, Yeah, that, that we have a stewardship responsibility. Some people might say it's a fiduciary responsibility, but we think stewardship goes beyond just being a fiduciary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we understand that that's, that's what we're called to do, and that's what we do with and for our clients. And so far, must be working out pretty well because, you know, thank you, Lord. We keep growing and we keep helping more and more families. So well, it's so needed in our, our time today. Marcelo, uh, how did you uh, come to work for Applied Financial Planning? Man, this is a great God story. I was, um, I've been an advisor about 15 years. I was working for a large financial institution, a bank, Bill. And um, I would listen to KKLA all the time. And uh, it just got to a point where corporate America, it just wasn't jiving with my, uh, my faith. I wanted to intertwine my, my career and my faith. So I, I, I called a recruiter. I asked him to find me some experienced advisors that, um, that were looking to, to, to add on, to grow, and preferably Christians. So I got a call back from him. He said, okay, I'm going to set up an interview with you for, uh, with Bill and Robert. And I and it's, he said Bill O'Connor and Robert Mycone, and I go, 
I listen to those guys all the time. They're on KKLA. Frank Pastore would always interview them, like on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> so I, and despite I, that, you took the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And still he came. Wow. <laughs> so I interviewed with Robert and Bill, and um, it was a great match. And uh, I'm so blessed that, that God made that happen for mm-hmm. me. You know, whatever business that you're in, it's important. You know, if you're a believer, something I like to say is, you know, the church isn't the address where you sit on a Sunday morning and go to church. The church is you. The church is wherever you're at. And if you're bringing yourself to an office building or a school or wherever it is that you're where you're employed, you're at church. The, the people that are with you, whether they know it or not, are at church. And that's a big part of uh, having Christian testimony, like I said, Bill, in front of the company. Uh, you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. Our guests are, uh, they used to be called the Money Guys here on KKLA. They're from Applied Financial Planning. Their website is appliedfinancialplanning.com. The phone number is 800-452-5264. Sean, you know, today we got all these issues. What are the major financial issues that people really should be worried about? I mean, is the dollar going away? Are we going to be spending the yen? Is, is Venezuela going to take over? Our, <laughs> I get all these emails about that kind of thing. You what, ask what's such easy real? questions. Yeah. What's uh, real? And how should a person be acting, you know, in uh, with the econ- economic outlook that it seems like we have today? Okay, so if you're an investor, as always, a balanced approach is is needed, and you know, your mileage is going to vary as far as your own risk tolerance is, where you are mm-hmm. along your wealth journey, whether you're just starting out, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're nearing retirement, what kind of resources that you already have, that's going to play into how we diversify a portfolio. The broader issues. Uh, that seem to be, you know, taking over the airwaves right now. Oh, is the dollar going away? Oh, we're so concerned about the inflation. We're so mm-hmm. concerned about the strength of the of Chinese currency and the Chinese and the Chinese economy. Well, you know, it, to stick a pin in that for a second, you, you have to go back and take a look at how the dollar is denominated throughout the world. There's a central clearing bank, an international clearing bank that takes care of like all of the international import export transactions across the planet. And a huge, you know, 85% bill. I'm going to look for you for the nod because he's a, he's, he's a numbers guy too because we diverge a little bit on, on yeah, our chat here. talking about the International Monetary Fund in case you're, you're yeah, wondering okay. the, the No, the there's a different the – there's, there's, there's the different clearinghouse. There's oh, the a clearinghouse okay. that takes care of all these transactions. And about 85% of them are denominated in U.S. dollars. Mm. So the U.S. dollar is not going away, yeah. and it's maintained an unbelievable amount of strength. It's the strength. It's like there's nowhere else to go besides the dollar. Then you have the then you have the pound. Then you have the euro. Then you have the yen. And way off in the corner, there's this Chinese yuan transaction every now and then. So I'm not downplaying the strength of the Chinese economic engine, mm-hmm. um, but they're coming up against headwinds themselves right now. Yeah. What I would say is kind of shelve what you're hearing on whatever news source that's making you making filling you full of angst right now yeah. and instead again go back to the data take a look at the data and then go back to a portfolio that are, allows for good equities good fixed income good risk diversification and make sure it's in line with what kind of lifestyle you want to lead in retirement what are your time horizons? When do you want to buy a house if you haven't bought one? When do you want to retire if you haven't retired yet? How much can you spend in retirement? And don't take more risk in your portfolios than you need to. That's why you need to talk to a financial advisor who can help you balance all these levers. You know, as, as you say that, I think some people are going, I had a call today, but there's other people who are saying the whole topic overwhelms me. 
and then they won't do anything, right? So why should somebody take this opportunity here? And how do you even get started with that? You know, it took my wife and I a long time before we actually got financial advisors, and then we felt stupid for not doing it. But I <laughs> that think, starts with prayer. I yeah, think. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was a certain amount of trust to have to build and to say, well, we don't really have very much. Why do we need advisors anyway? Bill likes to say. You have to reach the end of yourself. Is that, is well, that right? I hate to say the end, end of your rope because that's not necessarily what happens. You reach the point where you've done all you can do and it's now overwhelming. There's just too much to it. And we get back to that time training and temperament uh, problem that most people don't have the time. They haven't had the training and they certainly don't have the temperament. There's and, also the, the trade-off between time. Do I really want to do, spend my time doing this, which I can do easily, or do I want to spend my time elsewhere doing something else? Well, well, maybe hang not out easily, with the family but... or hang out with the, with, <laughs> with, with the school books. Uh, so when you, when you first sit down with an advisor, what we have noticed frequently is people are reluctant to share the information. Yeah. And frequently it's because... They don't know if they've done a good job or a lousy job, and they're scared to death. You're going to go, you did what? Yeah, they're embarrassed. Really? Right. But that's, and even that, in, that, that's, that's wrong. And that, even in front of their spouse. That's the thing. They don't want, you yep. don't want to be proven wrong in front of the spouse mm. who you may have been keeping in the dark for, oh, these many years. But the fact is, is that you know, we're, we're here to help. You know, we're all good at some things. You know, you're great in front of a mic and you're great in front of a in front of a, a congregation and we're good in front of an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and, you know, that's where we have to recognize what we're good at, where we want to spend time with with our own time. Do I want to be staring at this spreadsheet or looking at whatever financial blog I, I subscribe to? Or do I want to take my wife out to dinner? You know, mm. you know, how do or I volunteer? And, or volunteer, mm-hmm. or just get out there with my kids and play ball a little more. Yeah. Um, it's knowing where your time is most efficiently spent. And then have trust in the people that, you know, we're here to help. We're not sitting here trying to ridicule you. In, we're in not going to judge you. Yeah, we're, we're so much better at this <laughs> than you. Ha, 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 ha. You know, that's, well, that's... Another major point to that, uh, Scott, you kind of alluded to it uh, in, in the last segment that we had. Uh, and that it's it's more than just money. It's more than just the four hundred one k or the investment or the inheritance. Uh, it's 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 the lifestyle. Uh, you have to look at at you know the tax impact on things. Yeah. How you know, Judge Learned Hand said that uh, to reduce one's taxes is uh, to be recommended that mm. no one owes a tax more than the government demands. That, that everyone is supposed to minimize their tax and everybody that does properly minimize the tax is doing so in uh, according with, with you know, the whole idea of, of efficient and fair tax. So when you're working with an advisor, uh, you want to do more than just what do I do with, with my rollover account. It's what do I do with, with my whole financial picture. You know, how do I how do I minimize my tax? Can I minimize my tax? What about my gifting? Uh, you know, do I do I do a monthly gift? Do I do you know big chunks? Uh, we have clients that that have more than they're ever going to spend, uh, and quite a few from different industries where they've got a huge amount of, of corporate stock that has been you know granted to them or purchased by them over the last twenty years, 
which tremendous capital gains that uh, they're afraid if, if they sell it, you know, they're going to lose so much money in taxes. But they love to make investments. They love to make charitable donations. Mm-hmm. So we show them a way to use a special program that we can transfer the, the stock into this, uh, it's called a DAF, Donor Advice Fund, uh, get a tax deduction for it. And, and diversify then, it. And, yeah. and then under the DAF, it sells it because it's a recognized charity. There's no tax on yeah. it. I think one of the things that, for, I think for most people, but Christians for sure, is we'd like to be in a position where we can give. Yeah. And yes. so many of us, you know, we're, we're swamped in debt. We don't know how to get out of it. But we only have a minute here left. But I, wanna, I think you could encourage people that you can. You can get out of it. You can be in a better position. You can save for retirement. You can save for college. And you can be a good giver. It takes discipline. Mm-hmm. It takes discipline. It really does. I mean, it's a scary subject. Most people don't want to embrace it. Most people take a look at at, at their budget as you know, how much money do I have left in the uh, bank account on the ATM receipt or how much credit do I have available that's left on my Visa card? And that's the wrong way to look at it. You know, you do have to take responsibility. There is a very powerful feeling that you get with that accountability of a budget. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect. Every budget is wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the the month. But the power is knowing where the money's going. Mm -hmm. And if you can become master of that, then you're quickly out of debt, then you're on the side of prospering. And that's where God wants us all. Philippians 4.13, can do all things with Jesus Christ. That's right. And it's absolutely true. Uh, gentlemen, uh, my guests are from Applied Financial Planning. You can get their website, appliedfinancialplanning.com. Their number is 800-452-5264. I understand that KKLA, KKLA listeners can get a free financial health check. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right, and so what do you do in a free financial health check? <laughs> okay, now this is going to maybe sound... that's too long for an answer. Here, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. People are afraid we're going to turn them upside down and shake them until the money falls out of their pockets. Yeah, okay, that's not what happens. No, that's Bill, good. No. Okay, uh, we we sit down and we look at well, where are you? Let's get a real realistic assessment of where you are: income, expenses, assets, liabilities. What are we trying to accomplish? And then. How might we be able to help you do that? Uh, it's, you know, leave the checkbook at home. Or you just give us the information, sit down. We'll spend an hour. We'll go through it. Yeah. Uh, and then the person will decide or the family will decide, do they want to go forward? And if so, are we the group they want to work with? Yeah. And if so, then we move on to the second appointment. Excellent. And there's no obligation, but it's a great place to get started. And it's very confidential. And it's confidential, and I think that matters a lot. And uh, so thank you guys for being with me today. Uh, Bill and Sean and Marcello from Applied Financial Planning. The website is appliedfinancialplanning.com. The phone number is 800-452-5264. You can go there, and KKLA listeners, let them know. You can get a free financial health check to get started. Thank you guys for being with me today. God bless you, Scott. Thanks for having us. God bless you. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.